Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast Empowering Female Leaders for Women Who Want to Thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights, and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Empowering Female Leaders. I am pleased to welcome Stacey Brass Russell. She's a master life and business coach and content strategy expert. She guides coaches, experts, and mission-driven entrepreneurs to go from being the best-kept secret to in-demand experts by turning their awesomeness into tangible offers. Stacey's career spans from Broadway actress to leading yoga expert and studio owner to inspirational speaker and host of her popular podcast, Passionate and Prosperous. She has helped hundreds of people to embrace making big changes and follow their passions by using their gifts and skills to make money doing what they love. She resides in New York City with her husband and two kids. A warm welcome to you, Stacey. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I love your story and I also love the expression in your bio, moving from being your best kept secret <laughs> to in-demand expert. And I can very well relate to that because that's how I felt in the first two years when I created my own business, actually. Yes, it's very common to feel that way. Um, I think I think many people have that experience of if only, if only I had the people to work with, then people would know, you know, how how great I am at what I do. And so there is a, a big leap that we all have to make in terms of visibility, right? And putting ourselves out there in order to attract and create clients. Yeah, exactly. And we will speak today about how we can turn our passion into our business. Because yes. I know that many people and many women in general, when I go to networking events, for example, for women, there is always this huge insatisfaction with the, their work. If they were still working as an employee in the corporate world, it's like, I can't be now myself. I don't know if you're really unsatisfied. The whole system is not working well. Communication is bad in my company. And there are a lot of, lot of things which make them feel uncomfortable and where they have that feeling they are really missing out on yeah. something or more concretely on their potential. Yes. I love this topic. It's literally the story of, I was never in corporate, but it's the story of my life and it's why I ended up being the kind of coach that I am. So one of the things that I learned very early on, even though I wasn't in corporate, I was an, an actress, right? So I was a performer for a, the, the first third of my life, basically. And one of the things that I identified that was really not working for me was this idea that other people were in charge of or were determining whether or not I could get to do what I'm great at, right? Like I would have to go on auditions or even just get the audition, right? Sometimes it felt like you knew that this great thing was happening. And for whatever reason, my agent couldn't get me in for the audition. And what I started realizing was that if I wanted to use my passion, my gifts, my skills, my talent, that I was going to have to create my own opportunities. And I now help so many people do that very thing, which is to get to a place where instead of feeling like you are dependent on or relying 
on someone else. And in this case, when we're talking about women who are working in corporate or who have employers, basically, doesn't feel good when it feels like your fate is in someone else's hands. Someone else is deciding if you get considered for this promotion or if you get to be the leader on a project or if you get to move up in a management position or whatever, or if you feel that no one's really allowing you to really shine and use use what you know you're so talented at and what you're so great at. And I personally had that experience in show business. And I really started realizing that if I wanted to get to use my talent, I was going to have to make my own opportunities to do that, you know? And at first it wasn't starting a business back, back, back. It was, it began with hiring a musical director and making my own show instead of waiting for other people to cast me in their show. And it kind of went on from there. It's really, you know, it's even how I've grown my coaching business to a multiple six-figure business, right? Which was, I'm not going to wait for someone to reach out to me and say, oh, can you help me understand what you do? Instead, I built my business by creating actual experiences for people to join me for, right? Workshops, trainings, whatever, and give people the experience of what I do and me and share my expertise, my brilliance. And that that is how I've built a business. And that's how I help other people to do that. So that is probably the biggest conundrum is when you feel that you are reliant or dependent on someone else who's in charge of getting to decide whether you get to use what you know you're amazing at, and what lights you up. What can we do when, imagine the person is in a situation that she knows, um, yeah, no, really, that's not the right place for me. I really feel that I have to do something else with my life, but I don't know really what. I have certain strengths for sure. I have a few competencies, but maybe not everything that I need. And I don't really know what I can do. And what I really like, I don't see how I can make money with that. So a lot of, of barriers in, in the mind. What is, uh, what is the first step that someone can take? You know, the very first step, and I, I think that we do this, I, what I'm about to say, I think we do it, but we're not necessarily aware that we're doing it until we're doing it on purpose. And what I'm about to say is the very first thing that we get to do is we get to ask ourselves, what do I love doing and what am I the go-to person for? I think we are all the go-to person for something, right? Like I have always been the go-to person for advice on health and wellness. It's just what people have identified me with. I was a yoga teacher for many years. And before that, even when I was a performer, I was always the one who was taking care of myself. And who knew that when I was turning 50, that I would become a health and life coach, right? I never knew that, but I've been the go-to person for that. I'm also the go-to person for restaurant recommendations. And, you know, there was a time that I thought people used to say to me, you should start your own concierge restaurant. You should start your own business where like people come to you and you like tell them what restaurants to go to. And so I think we all, first of all, have some degree of knowing like what do we get the most joy out of? What What's fun to us? What is it that we do on a regular basis in our lives that maybe, I'm not saying everything can be turned into a business, but I do think it begins there. I think it begins with not 
racking your brain for, you know, what do I think would be a smart choice to make? Or what do I think would be the expected thing, right? But instead, what lights me up? What do I love doing? What are my passions? What, where, where do I want to be all the time? And I think that it begins there. And I do believe that when we go to that as our first sort of thing, it opens up, right? So one of the things that I teach in my coaching system is that the very first thing that we need in order to make a big change is we need to feel, I call it expand. We need to feel expansive. We need to go from being contracted and only thinking that we don't know, right? This is like a thought that we have all the time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We have to get out of the I don't know. And the very first way that we do that is by creating expansion and knowing that there's no right or wrong. And for in this topic, the expansion is I'm going to make a list of everything that I love to do that lights me up, that brings me joy, that other people associate me with, right? And I'm going to start from there. I have a client who met me. She designed my closet. When I moved into my apartment, we had like a custom closet and I met her at the store. She designed my closet. We had a wonderful rapport. She looked me up on social media and we, she started following me. And a few months later, she booked a call on my calendar and we got on and she said, I never came to New York City to work in a, in this store. I came to be a performer and to do all these things. And somehow I ended up in this great job. This happens all the time. I ended up in this great job. You know, I like it. I make good money. I've been there a long time. Now I have great benefits and I have vacation and all of this, but I'm not doing what lights me up. It feels like I'm not living my purpose. And she basically came to me to quit the job and maybe get another job. And in our first conversation, when I said to her, well, just tell me more about like, what do you love to do? Like, what do you love? She ended up talking to me about travel and about how she's always the go-to person whenever she travels for work in a city. All of her colleagues say, Sharona, you plan the day for us. We'll do whatever you say, right? So cut to, she now has a business. She still works at her job because She's got great benefits and we don't want her to leave the job until she's making the money she wants to in her business. But we created a business for her called A Day Off with Sharona, where she is now, she she got her tour guide license. She is now a licensed tour guide here in New York City and people can hire her for the day to create a custom curated day in New York that's not your typical tourist thing, right? Because that's her whole thing is she loves the off the beaten track. And we created a business for her and she has a business and now people can book her for the day. So that's a perfect example of someone who, when we first started talking, all she knew was that she needed to leave this job, but she had no idea what she could do. And we created a business based entirely on what she loves, what she's just naturally great at, and what other people have been coming to her for for years. And I think we all have something like that in our lives. Like right now in this moment, I, I bet you I could pull that out of anybody. 
that's a beautiful example. And it's super compelling because it's something really different. I like the idea that just thinking really, what do you like to do? Whatever that is. And then go with a little baby step means don't leave your job right away and run away. But just right out. Right. Might be surprised because the energy is right, because your intent is right, because your joy is there, the energy is there. Yeah. Come to you and you have a good experience and you kind of build something without even realizing it. Totally. And, you know, the part about baby steps and not having to quit your job right away, one of the first things that I, and I've had many people come to me where when we get on our first conversation, they are miserable. They're in that contracted state and they just want to quit. Right. And once we start talking and then we, you know, look, I'm all for people going all in on their business. And I also am a realist, right? When I became a coach, I was still teaching yoga at the yoga studio that I had once owned when I knew that I didn't want to be an owner anymore, that that partnership wasn't feeling good. I also couldn't afford to just walk away and start a new business with no income. And so I stayed there and taught yoga. It wasn't my favorite thing to be working at the place that I used to own. But on the other hand, it felt like a compromise that I could make because I call it funding your dream, right? Sometimes we get to look at the job that we have or the opportunity that we have to make money as the way that we can fund our passion and what's coming, right? And a lot of times when someone comes to me and they're in that state of, I got to get out of here right now because I am a high level transformational coach. A lot of times what we're able to do is look at, okay, how can we make your situation a little bit less contracted for you so that you can stay there and continue to earn money and have your benefits and, and fund you're starting up and then we'll know when it's time for you to leave so that you can go all in on this business, right? But it's not always immediate. And one of the things that we get to do is is even look at the current situation that you're in and, and ask ourselves, is there a way that you can be supported to make where you are work for you for now? And sometimes just knowing that you're now thinking about your next thing is all it takes. It's almost like the minute you start realizing, well, I'm not here forever. I'm working on this. Your whole energy shifts because now you see a way out. And so there's something in you that can make it work. And I've seen that happen a lot of times, actually. I think it's a really lighthearted way to do so. And I wrote Nakak with a question because I was like that. I call it active procrastination because you do something yeah. instead of doing nothing, which means, yep. oh, I could do that. I'm really good at that. I may be the go-to person for that, but I right. need to read 50 more books. I need to go on an online course and I need to get whatever qualification yeah. before I even start. What do you tell yeah. me? Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. I, I actually recently put a, a, out an episode on my podcast and the title of it is, will you ever be ready? Probably not. Right. That's literally the title of the episode. And one of the things that we get, I call it the way that, you know, very familiar uh, people are very familiar with the term imposter syndrome. And I have another syndrome that I that I say, which is called I'll be ready when syndrome. Right. It's the I'll be ready when syndrome. And um, what I tell people is, you know, listen, 
we have our whole lives to continue to evolve and get better at what we do, right? Like, I mean, I was a yoga teacher for 20 years. I started teaching yoga, but over the course of 20 years, I continued to study with the most incredible teachers in the world and like become even better and more skilled. So when you're that kind of a person, when you are so in integrity that you want to show up and do what you do, you want to feel like you're really being the best that you can be with that's a wonderful quality. It's wonderful to want to be the best that you can be. And it also can be a liability. It also can be, it, it can be, like you said, it can be that, that little, I call it a shield, right? It's like a shield that we get to use to keep us from taking that big, bold action, which is to finally just say to someone, Hey, I can help you. Do you want to work together and just get it going? Right? So one of the things that I talk about a lot is that you're pre-qualified by the universe, right? You don't need a million certifications. You don't need a PhD in order to start. You just need to know that you are a little bit further along than the person right behind you who needs you. You don't come out of the gate saying that you, for example, if you're a business coach, like me. You don't come out of the gate saying, I help people become millionaires, right? I help people earn seven figures. No, you come out of the gate and you say, oh, hey, I've I've been creating clients and I've made, you know, $100,000 in my business. And now I can help you do that too, because I know how to do it because I've done it and I know how to do it. Right. And I think that that is something that we have to be reminded of constantly, which is we just need to be a little further along than the people behind us that need us. And then we have to, you know, I do believe that we that we need to sort of take stock or make some take inventory, I call it, of like, what do we know are our greatest strengths? What do we know we already are qualified to help someone else with or to say? Um, and we get to start from there. And then if we want to become a more experienced expert in some way, then we get to just keep, we should. We should never stop walking the walk. I would never be outside of my mastermind, working with my coach. I'm in a training right now to learn how to use chat GPT and AI for good, right? I'm learning how to use it well so that I can accelerate some of the things that I need to do in my business that take me a really long time. So I think we always get to be lifelong learners. We always get to improve and become better at what we do. But that doesn't mean that where we are right now isn't more than good enough. I think so too. And I think it all depends on our proper level of expectations, which we set. I come back to the example of the lady who is doing the city tours. Well, oh, the first city tour has to be perfect. And my 10 participants must be all five-star rating for me. She probably would not have delivered her best because she constantly would have been in this mindset of, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh God I have to, have to be perfect. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's so many ways that we can also, I mean, you brought up the coaching world. I'm in the coaching world. Uh, you know, I work with a lot of people in the coaching world. And, you know, there's so much, there's so much around also charging. What should I charge? And there's a lot of, I don't know, noise out there where people are always saying, charge what you're worth, charge what you're worth. And, and I never use that expression. I mean, listen, I don't want anyone that I work with to be 
undervaluing, right, the work that they do. But I also don't think that you have to come right out of the gate charging what another coach that might be more experienced or have more under their belt. You don't have to charge what everyone's charging. And I think knowing when you're starting out that you might feel more comfortable, like even saying to someone, hey, you're my first client. And I'd really love to work with you. And I'm going to offer you this friends and family investment to work with me because it, I want the experience and I'd love for you to have this experience and I'd love a testimonial from you. And this is how we start. We don't start our business off. You know, we don't put out a website with 10 testimonials on it claiming that we changed people's lives. We have to start changing people's lives. Yes, exactly. And that is so hard in the beginning. And then when you have the first people, then, then it starts moving. But it's like you say, I think keeping in mind that in the beginning, it absolutely makes sense. Whatever you do, it makes sense to give first. Yeah, to give even oh, more. yeah. Even to get feedback, that's the most valuable thing. And something we shy away from potentially because it could be negative in that sense or critical. But I think it's so important to understand how you come across what you're actually doing, what well, and you might deliver yeah. a slightly different value than the one you had in mind. You might be surprised what this different value actually is. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the words that is my, but kind of like front and center in my business is evolve, right? And I think that when you start your business, you evolve as you go. I started my business as a health and life coach, right? And I, I actually was recently at a retreat with my coach and we were doing lots of deep work and, you know, and I wrote in my notebook, the accidental business coach, right? Because when I started out, I did not think I was going to be a business coach. And why am I a business coach? I'm a business coach because what I was saying and doing publicly, putting out with my workshops, my masterclasses, whatever you want to call it, people were coming to me for help with their businesses. And, and at first I said to my coach, why is everyone coming to me for their business? You know, I'm not a business coach. And at that time, my coach said to me, but maybe you are. And that's my evolution. I would never be where I am today, coaching on what I coach on, having so much clarity on my message, knowing who my people are, had I not just started working with coaching clients. What, what I do now is not what I thought I did five years ago. And that's a very important like thing to embrace as an entrepreneur is that you have to just start because until you're out there doing, you can't get certain, I call it data. You can't get certain data. You don't get that reflection. You even need to give yourself the opportunity to just start expressing yourself because we don't learn our message in a bottle. I was not meaning to say that funny, that funny expression, but we don't learn our message in a bottle. We don't sit around by ourselves in a cave crafting a message. We start with something. And then once it's a dialogue with our audience, with our clients, with who's hearing us, we actually start to refine our message. It evolves. We learn more about ourselves, but we can't get any of that information until we're putting it out into the world and getting some sort of feedback. And the feedback isn't always someone literally giving you feedback. The feedback is also just sometimes energetic, right? Hey, what's working? What's attracting the right people? And we can't know any of that until we just like allow ourselves to start. Mm -hmm. 
And it's really about speaking to people. That was for me the most difficult thing in the beginning because I was quite shy and going even to networking events and then speak about myself. And I thought I was good enough and all of that kicks yeah. in. And whereas when I'm looking back today, it's exactly like you say, that's the, that's the most important thing to do. If there's really one threshold to overcome, it's this one. Go out and speak about that passion that you have. And just see how people react because most likely, because if it's your passion, they will react in a very positive way. You will feel like they say, wow, you have so much passion for that. I can feel that this is the right thing for you. And like you say, you get energy and you might even yeah. get ideas because they might say, why don't you do that? You know, the obvious thing, which we yeah. often just can't see because we can't see the forest among the trees, actually. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'll add to that. One of the things that I think keeps people from starting is this, it's, I call it a thinking error. It's like a false information that they're going to have to come out of the gate with a website and a huge social media presence and branding and this and that, and that alone keeps people from starting. And what I, <laughs> this, again, I have another episode, it's called what you need to start your biz, right? And all I say is, you just need to know your offer and you just need someone who wants it. You can build your entire business right in the beginning just by talking to people. That's literally all you need to do is talk about what you do to as many people as possible. You're not creating the client unless you're creating the conversation. And that's a beautiful last word. I love to speak with you. It's really lovely. You gave me so much energy today. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. I, this is my passion. So thank you for letting me talk about it. Yeah. So if people want to learn more, one thing that I have learned already from you is that they can really find some very applicable and interesting tips in your podcast, Passionate and Prosperous. And where else can they find you if they want to get in touch? Well, I have a website. It's my name, www.stacybrassrussell.com. And actually on my website, there's a resources page and there's a bunch of really great, um, there, there's how to create an offer. There's some money mindset. There's how to find your authentic voice, which is a messaging. So there's a bunch of resources that that you can download there and get a little more of me. But everything that I do is on my website. I do lots of events and trainings. I actually have one coming up. I have no idea when this is going to release into the world, but I actually have an event called Embody Your Passion coming up in June. Okay. Thank you very much, Stacey. And it was a pleasure to have you here. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I'm excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.